Z-Jam 99.1 FM, now reaching higher ground in Windsor, Detroit, with four times the power. How's it going, everybody? You're listening to C-Jam Radio, 99.1 FM, where we are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. This is Drake here on Wind City Sports. We are here every Thursday live at 8 p.m. on C-Jam and replays Wednesdays at 4.30. You can find all of our old shows on cjam.ca, soundcloud.com. We have a Facebook and Twitter. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. It is FINA week in Windsor, Ontario. FINA World Championship Swimming has taken over the WFCU Center. They have converted the ice rink into a pool atmosphere. Um, very, very cool atmosphere if you have not seen it on social media or been out to the WFCU Center for any of the events uh, just yet. It, it started this Tuesday and it's going to be completing on Sunday. So if you haven't been out there yet, uh, you still have three days including today actually if um, while you're listening to me uh hopefully you are there because it's going on right now until about nine o'clock and then they're picking things up again tomorrow they have a morning and afternoon or a morning and a night uh show to say lots and lots of swimming going on over at the wscu center uh today i'm trying to keep the swim theme as we have fina in town uh, a lot of their athletes obviously are very busy competing in the event and the coaches are preparing their athletes uh, haven't been able to secure an individual competing in FINA for an interview this week but I did reach out to Windsor Aquatic Club's head coach Mike McWaugh who agreed to do an interview with me he is at FINA right now uh, he's going to be joining me on the phone in a little bit so we're going to talk to him about obviously we're going to be speaking about FINA um, in regards to the competition aspect uh, coming from someone who, who has competed before. Um, talked to him very briefly and got a little background on him. It's always good to talk to someone who has, has been there and uh, can really uh, speak from experience. So for those of you who aren't familiar with how the competition may work in regards to FINA, uh, me and Matt are going to be breaking it down a little bit. We're going to be talking about his background in sport. We're going to be talking about uh, Windsor Aquatic Club, where you can find them and get involved if... Uh, the swimming competition has really reached out to you. I'm sure a lot of people are going and checking it out and thinking this is pretty pretty darn cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of high level athletes there. As I've been around, uh, seen a lot from over 172 countries. If I may add, uh, that's quite the accomplishment for Windsor to be bringing this event in, and uh, very proud of our city to uh, be hosting this. 
So basically for today's show, we're going to be talking to Mike from Windsor Aquatic Club, and then we'll be breaking down some other local news. We'll be talking a little bit about the FINA results, Windsor Spitfires, and what they've been doing on the road since FINA has begun construction and the event beginning, Uh, a little bit about the Windsor Express, and Windsor Lancer Sports News, as always, some upcoming events and whatnot this weekend. But before that, I'm going to hear a little word from one of our sponsors that keep us alive here at CGM to keep doing Wind City Sports and all sorts of other programming, including the roundtable that is covering Windsor Lancers sports news and uh, talking to a lot of their athletes. If you haven't heard of them yet, check that out, the roundtable on CGM. But don't go anywhere, people. It's December 8th. We're halfway through FINA, and we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Mike McGuire of the Windsor Aquatic Club. To help celebrate the rendezvous de la francophonie, 50 campus and community radio stations from across Canada produced radio documentaries highlighting rendezvous de la francophonie events, the importance of bilingualism, and francophone history and culture in Canada. The RBF series is brought to you by La Fondation Canadienne pour le dialogue des cultures in partnership with the National Campus and Community Radio Association, Canadian Heritage, and this station. For more information, check out www.ncra.ca slash rbf. So we're rolling sound here. I'm in the studio at Sea Jam with Mike McWaugh of Windsor Aquatic Club. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So uh, actually, you said you're at FINA right now. Uh, it's quite, I'm here, yeah. Yeah, quite the atmosphere, eh? It's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, in the morning sessions, there's uh, a ton of uh, students that have come through their elementary schools, and uh, I think it's a really good opportunity for them to see uh, a major international event in their own city, Hopefully inspires them to swim, but if not, hopefully inspires them to really pursue whatever sport that they're they're um, going for. Mm-hmm. Actually, I I work at the arena. I went in yesterday, and there was still uh, kids leaving. A lot yep. of them were trying to find the the merchandise store and stuff. They seem yeah. like they're really excited about it after once they see it, right? Yeah, they get really stoked up. Um, yeah. They don't know when to cheer, so we're learning what like they're supposed to be quiet for the start, but that that'll come. Right? They're, they're just learning about yeah. sport, so it's all good. Awesome. Okay, so uh, like we were talking about off-air, I uh, want to get a little background on yourself for the listeners who may not know who you are. Uh, you have an athletic background in swimming? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, first of all, I'm the head coach of the Windsor Aquatic Club, but uh, I swam for 16 years. I uh, went to the University of Michigan, was uh, swam for the Wolverines for four years. I was on a national team for five years, and uh, the Olympic team in 2000 for 4x200 freestyle relay. Cool, cool. And... Um, so, uh, everyone has a different sort of passion in regards to sport. I always, like, when I talk to people, I try and uh, decipher how and why they got into uh, the sport that they're in. So, uh, where do you see your passion in swimming really coming from? Or is it something that maybe uh, you just got into as a kid, like your parents signed you up and you found a love for it, or did you pursue it yourself? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, my parents actually, I, in my neighborhood where I live, where I grew up, there was about six or seven or eight kids that all swam competitively, including my older brother. And from that point, um, they actually held me out here. I said I wanted to swim. They're like, no, no, we want to make sure you really want to do it. So once once I got into it, I really loved it. Um, and it's a little bit different. It's an individual sport. It's, uh, it's not a team sport. So if you if you want to get better, it's all on you. Right? It's, you don't have anybody else to, to blame but yourself. Right? Listen to your coaches and pursue it. Whereas sometimes you can be an awesome player on a different team, and you know your team might not be good, and you, your success might might uh, add the play with your team. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I've had a lot of, of athletes on here, a lot of team athletes, but a lot of individual athletes too. Uh, my brother is a martial artist as myself, so I totally understand where you're coming from in regards to that aspect. Uh, okay, so you mentioned you're, uh, you're at FINA and you talked about the the event coming into Windsor and how you feel about it, but uh, we're going to just kind of break down the event a little bit. So there's all different types of aspects of swimming, but do you know how um, how the the competition is based? Is it on like speed, time, number of laps, or or what? Okay, so uh, there's a ton of different uh, distances and races, um, uh, from ranging from 50 meters, which takes about just a little less than 30 seconds, okay. to races that go 1500 meters that take 60, 15 minutes or so. So uh, there's all sorts of races, but it's all based on time and ranking. So. Um, it depends on how many people they take for the final. So there's semifinals for certain events and there's finals for certain events. Mm-hmm. Usually in this pool, uh, top 10 will make finals. Okay. Or, and if there's semifinals, top, top, uh, 16. So, okay. Yep. So yeah. it's all based on ranking and time. So, um, for a Canadian athlete to make Tina, to qualify for the championships, first they have to be selected, but they also have to be able to make a certain time to qualify for it. So, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so because I've seen in there uh, they were installing like the the stop clocks and whatnot. So yep. when a, a athlete gets to the end of the pool, they kind of like hit a timer and it records your time like down to the last millisecond, right? Yep. So they, it's uh, called a touchpad. So actually, they have pressure plates in the starting blocks as well, so you can. When you're here, you can look, and when the when the when the beeper goes, when the buzzer goes, uh, you'll be able to see the athlete's reaction time. And then, after each lap, when they touch the touchpad, either with their feet if they're turning or with their hand, then uh, their final time will come up, or their split time will come up, and it's accurate, like like you said, to the hundredth of a second. So, um, in the longer races, it doesn't become that close usually, but in the short races, one one hundredth, two one hundredth of a second definitely matters. It's very interesting. The, the swimming is a it's a pretty unique sport um, in regards to pro competition. Uh, it's very straining and and uh, athletic, really. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's good that the Olympics had just passed. It's kind of fresh in everyone's mind. Yep. But you know, a lot of people aren't familiar with it. Like even myself, that's why I wanted to ask someone that would know uh, just how the competition works. I like I looked it up online, and you can read you know books and <laughs> books and books about the rules, and it's like, geez, Louise. Uh, yeah, it's good to talk to somebody about it. The best way to do it is come out and watch it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Come out and watch. Um, there's in the in the morning. There's always a preliminary session. If you're fast enough, you come back to the final session. Uh, I think it's nine thirty start here in the morning for preliminary sessions, and then six thirty start for the finals. Um, yeah, and that's and that's it. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's um, a very technical sport, right? Like anybody can get up and sort of run. And obviously there's technique and, and lots of training that goes into it, but you can run. Everybody has the ability to run. You just can't throw somebody in the pool and expect them to swim. There has to be a lot of uh, technical training in, in order for them to be able to do that. So that's where a lot of the focus lies as, as a coach. Interesting, very interesting. Actually, I wanted to talk about uh, training in regards to preparing for a competition of this sort. Obviously, yep. you have a uh, background in that. Uh, first off, my question is like, obviously, like you said, you, you can't just jump in there and, and start swimming. So obviously you train a lot of, uh, in the pool, but 
are you doing any uh, dry land training too or what? Absolutely. Um, I don't have any swimmers quite at this level yet. I have some swimmers hopefully that I can yeah. put post to the world junior team. Cool. But um, at this point, my swimmers train approximately um, 18 hours a week in the water with an extra three hours of dry land, of strength and conditioning programming. Wow. So the biggest thing was being able to have um, a solid core of, you know, abs and obliques yeah. and be, be tight through there so that we can prevent injury. And a lot of the, a lot of the dry land stuff that we do, uh, cross-training exercises that we do are for injury prevention because a lot of their stress is around their shoulders and their joints, and they really develop... Um, strong uh, uh, chest muscles and, and arm muscle. And if we don't balance it out with their back muscles, there can be a possibility for injury. So uh, obviously strength is important, but so is uh, preventative exercises. Cool. Very cool. That's what I mean. Like a lot of people, uh, including myself, might not be too familiar with what these athletes are doing to, to get to where they are. Uh, so that's why I was trying like, to decipher that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely they go... Uh, my guys, I'm sure these guys here probably train um, each morning, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday morning or so. That's about two hours in the morning, and then they'll do um, each night two hours. So there's lots of lots of training that goes into it. So at least 20 hours, 22 hours a week. Oh, that's incredible. At this level. And you can tell just by looking at some of them, the, the physique of the of the athletes, they're just you know top of the line. Yeah, they're, they're pretty trim. There's not a lot of extra baggage on them. So. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Okay, so like I said, thank you for doing this. Um, like you said, the best thing to do is to go and watch. Hopefully we're getting some good crowds over at the WFCU Center. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you you were from Windsor Aquatic Center. Tell us Windsor Aquatic Club. Oh, sorry, Windsor Aquatic, Aquatic Club. Tell us uh, where to find you guys and what, uh, what do you offer to the public? Yep. Uh, so the best way to find us is go to uh, www.windsoraquatic.com. Um, and there you can find a variety of information. We offer um, a pre-competitive swimming for ages about 6 to 11. So we want them to have some skill in the water, but we'll teach them all of the competitive strokes. Um, and then from there, once they're ready, we have the competitive swimming. And that can start at the age of 7 or 8 as long as they have the, the necessary skills from there. We move up, and uh, we have levels all the way to the, the swimmers that I have training that will be competing at uh, Olympic trials or uh, world championship trials. So we have all ranges. Wow. That's yep. pretty cool. So you guys aren't just like basic swimming lessons and uh, stuff like that. You're, you're Not at this point. Yeah. Hopefully as we grow, we can get that. But, um, yeah, we definitely have – we want them to be able to swim about one lap first mm-hmm. or one length. One length of pool, however they want. And then we really focus on the competitive strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they decide to compete after they learn that, that's up to them. But we want to give them those basics. So yeah. if they do decide they want to compete, we have they have the ability to do so. So your your basis is uh, is teaching the competition aspect, not necessarily yeah, preparing. Absolutely. But yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. Well, once again, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks very much uh, for the opportunity, and uh, hopefully. We get a lot more people out here and make it loud and uh, support our hometown athletes, especially um, the ones that are from Windsor and all the other things we here. Yeah, I've seen Kylie Massey has been doing pretty well over at FINA. He's it up, yep. Awesome. So. Cool. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Thank you again, Mike, for taking the time to do that. If you're uh, interested 
in Windsor Aquatic Center. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you'll be able to find it at the link to this episode once it's posted on One City Sports social media. Um, but if you're interested in that, then give them a shout. They seem like they have uh, some great credentials and some great coaches over at Windsor Aquatic Club. Um, as Mike was talking to me uh, preparing for this interview, we were trying to get set up with another coach of theirs who was Kylie Massey's age group coach uh, as she grew up and ended up making it to the Olympics and the World Championship of Swimming. So uh, definitely some good coaches, some well-known coaches with great credentials. Um, we're going to move on talk a little bit more about FINA. Looking at windsorstar.com right now, you can actually go on there and watch a video of the time lapse of the WSU Center transformation uh, from a hockey rink to a pool. It's going to be like a, a video, like a fast scale video of them constructing the pool from scratch. It's very cool if you're ever interested in that. Um, and then I think when they when they tear it down and put the ice back in, you'll be able to see some of that too. There's also photos from FINA Day 1, Day 2, and I'm sure ongoing throughout the week, they're going to have lots of photos and news there on the windsorstar.com. As me and Mike talked about, there's many different aspects of swimming competition going on over at the WSU Center. Uh, but I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Kylie Massey. We also talked that uh, she has been doing very well here at FINA. She captured a silver medal in the 100-meter women's backstroke the other day. Um, so congratulations to her. She's from LaSalle, Ontario, and she's really kind of a hometown girl. Uh, when she was in the Olympics, everyone was very proud of her, and now she's continuing her success here at home in Windsor. So a uh, quick shout-out to her and all her success. Now, I was going to read off some more results uh, in regards to FINA. Like I just mentioned, uh, Kylie Massey winning the silver medal. Uh, but there's so many here. If you go on to their website uh, and look on the results, like I said to Mike, when you look up the rules of the swimming competition, it's like reading reading a dictionary. It's the same thing. There's just so many that I can read off, and we're not even halfway through uh, the competition just yet. Um, so I'm not going to take the time to read too much about it, but I'm going to do just a little overview for uh, some people who may not be familiar with FINA. FINA, the Fédération Internationale de Natation, was founded in London, England, July 19th, 1908, during the Olympic Games in London that year. The aims of the Federation were to establish unified rules for swimming, diving, and water polo applicable to Olympic Games and other international competitions. Also to verify world records and establish an official updated world records list and to manage swimming competitions at the Olympic Games. FINA has been organizing world championships since 1973. This is a biannual event and the last one took place in 2014 in Singapore and has now come to Windsor, Ontario. So quite the, the history and background of this organization. It's not something that just came up overnight. Uh, like I mentioned time and time before, a lot of people just aren't familiar with um, pro swimming competitions and organizations. So I kind of wanted to establish a base on that. So very proud of Windsor for hosting this event and uh, hoping it's running as smoothly as they anticipated and getting the numbers that they wanted. Moving on to a little bit of Windsor Spitfire news. Announced on Tuesday, Windsor Spitfire's Logan Stanley has signed with the Winnipeg Jets. The 18th overall pick in the 2016 draft this past summer has signed a three-year NHL entry-level contract worth an average of annual 
one million one hundred and thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars uh stanley who is 18 is in his third season in the ohl for the windsor spitfires uh this season the defenseman has nine points two goals seven assists in 20 games the native of waterloo ontario was winnipeg's second round selection oh sorry there's their second first round selection in the 2016 nhl draft um the original pick was acquired from Chicago along with Mark Dano in exchange for Andrew Ladd. Uh, so that's going to be uh, something that he can always claim to fame, that he was traded for uh, Andrew Ladd. So congratulations to Stanley. I think he's going to be uh, staying in Windsor for the time being, but we will find out more about that in the future if they're going to be calling him up. Uh, basically, they have reserved his rights to the team and are hoping to add him to the squad one day full time. So since beginning their travels on the road, the Windsor Spitfires are now 4-1-2. and The last game they played was at the Joe when I, I talked to Aaron LeChuck last week uh, of the Windsor Spitfires on the show here um, to promote that game. They played at the Joe against uh, Saginaw and ended up winning 3-2. to uh, That's the last game they played, but they're actually playing right now in Barrie, Ontario, and then have back-to-back games on the weekend. They're going to be playing Sudbury on Saturday and North Bay on Sunday, obviously both on the road. They're going to be returning at the end of the month, uh, but so far so good. They um, are 4-1-2, and two, as I mentioned, with two overtime loss, registering 10 points so far in those seven games. They return to the WFCU Center on December 29th playing Kitchener, and they will also have a New Year's Eve afternoon game against Flint at 1 p.m. Moving on to Windsor Express basketball news, they have announced the clash at the Coliseum 4. This is the fourth year in a row that they will be running a game at Caesars Windsor as they will be taking on the Kitchener-Waterloo Titans. Also announced, they have a new agreement with the Windsor Lancers basketball team. On that same day, we're going to have the women's and men's teams face off against Laurier. So you can purchase a ticket for all three of these games, all on the same day, taking place February 8th, 2017 at Caesars. Kicking things off will be the women's teams at 3 p.m., Windsor versus Laurier, and then again the men's team at 5 p.m., Windsor versus Laurier, and finally the Windsor Express taking on Kitchener-Waterloo Titans at 8 p.m. Uh, if you're interested in this, tickets are available at windsorexpress.ca or at the box office at WFCU Center. The Windsor Express returned to the WFCU Center the day following the Windsor Spitfires return to the WFCU Center. On Friday, December 30th at 7 p.m., the Windsor Express will be taking on the Orangeville A's for their home opener. Tickets are available online and at the box office, and you can now purchase single-ticket games. In the previous uh, months, you were only able to purchase season ticket packages and other uh, ticket packages of some sort, but now you can purchase individual games if you want to uh, buy some tickets in advance. They are now available rather at the box office or online. It's going to be very cool for the Windsor Lancers basketball teams, though. They're going to be able to play at a big atmosphere um, at the at the Clash of the Coliseum. Um, they always get a good crowd for these Clash of the Coliseum games, the Windsor Express. Uh, a lot of people coming from Detroit over to, to watch. And that's one other thing I haven't mentioned yet is now the Detroit Pistons are going to be playing at the Little Caesars Arena once it opens uh, next season, about a year from now. So uh, I personally am going to be going to a lot more uh, Detroit Pistons games, and uh, hopefully it's going to bring a little bit of a crowd over to Windsor to watch some games and vice versa. So uh, I think it's a good thing for everybody, and especially for the for the 
Windsor Lancers as they're going to be playing um, at the Coliseum. Uh, as I mentioned, I talked to Aaron LeChuck last week of the Windsor Spitfires, and same sort of situation. They uh, they had the opportunity to play at an NHL arena this past weekend at the Joe Louis Arena, and now the Lancers are going to be playing in a big atmosphere. It'll be very cool for them, and it's probably a treat to all of the players. And now moving on to some Windsor Lancer University sports news. Uh, congratulations to the men's hockey team who swept the Lakers in this weekend series. Picking up a 2-1 to win over at the South Windsor Arena on Saturday. They are now taking a break for the Christmas holiday and are going to be returning January 3rd to face off against Guelph. And the puck drop will be at 7.30. They're going to be playing on the road, but you can see it live on OUA.tv. So I thought we had a lot more uh, Lancers events coming up, but actually the, the Christmas break is beginning. I think exams are this week, and then... Our next sporting event is women's basketball on Wednesday, December 28th, and a rematch on Friday, December the 30th. Times for the games are to be determined at this time. Following that first week of January, everything is back in full swing with men's volleyball kicking things off on the 2nd, and then as mentioned, men's hockey on Tuesday the 3rd. Our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week are Emily Provost of Windsor women's basketball team and justice dundas of men's hockey emily had an outstanding performance for the team as they took down toronto Uh, she is a fourth year forward and led windsor with 16 points six blocks and six rebounds and justice dundas played a key role in the sweep over nisipping lakers at the south windsor arena he contributed a pair of goals and was once again a key component to the lancers offense so congratulations to those two on their success and to all Lancer athletes, and I hope they have a great holiday season as they're going to be taking a few weeks off now for, for exams and a few weeks rest. And that's going to wrap things up here on Wind City Sports. It is December 8th, halfway through FINA at the WFCU Center. Uh, if you want to find Windsor Aquatic Club, as we talked to their head coach, Mike McWall, earlier, as he mentioned, you can go to windsoraquatic.com. Or find them on Facebook, just search Windsor Aquatic Club. Or on Twitter, their handle is at SwimWindsor. And that's pretty much all the news we have here for Wind City Sports. Like I mentioned, FINA has completely taken over the sports world in Windsor this week. Uh, the Windsor Spitfires being completely out of the area. Uh, Lancer Sports are shut down for the Christmas break. Everything is focused over on the pool at WFCU Center. Um, so... That's going to be it here for Win City Sports. We're here every Thursday live on CJAM 99.1 FM. Uh, you can find our old shows on cjam.ca. Search cjam.ca, go to schedule uh, under programming, find Thursday, and find the little Win City Sports blocks. And we have a half hour at 8 p.m. on Thursday. And click on there, and you'll have, I think, the last six episodes available to listen and download. But if you want to go back even further, you can search us on soundcloud.com, Win City Sports. And we have every single show I've done dating back to June 2nd, where you can also listen and download them. We are on Facebook, search Twin City Sports on CJAM. And we are on Twitter. Our handle is at CJAM Sport, or just search Twin City Sports. I'm Drake tomorrow, and I'll talk to you later. Peace.
Say 